Greetings, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Communication Guru Podcast, where we believe it is not what you say, but how you say it that matters the most. I'm your host, Tim McMurtry, President and CEO of Tim McMurtry International, a business consultancy specializing in personal development and training, government and public affairs, along with corporate and community relations. I'm delighted to have you join us today, and I thank you for your listenership and viewership of this show. Our aim, as you know, on this platform is to discuss the nuances and insights relative to the communication continuum to help you maximize the impact and results of effective communication within your own spheres of influence, be it your workplace, be it your business, be it your relationships, or any place where you find yourself. We're here to help you become a top-notch communicator And we want you to be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the Communication Guru Podcast. The Communication Guru Podcast. One more time. The Communication Guru Podcast. So that you can be alerted whenever new episodes are available for public consumption. Now, years ago, former tennis great Andre Agassi helped make the slogan, Image is Everything, famous. As part of an advertising campaign for a camera company, little did he or we, for that matter, know that the notion of image, brand, influence, etc., would grow as exponentially as it has in our contemporary society. And although virtual slash social media is the vehicle through which much of this imagery is communicated, it still centers on the physicality or the physical presence of the person who is sending out such branding information. As such, how we look and feel about our bodies is important. That said, physical fitness is something that we should all pay attention to, not just to look good, of course, nothing wrong with that at all, because you want to always look your best. But more importantly, we want to be able to extend the length and quality of our lives as we move forward here on this earth. On this episode, we'll explore what physical fitness communicates to us and to others. To this end, I'm delighted to be joined in studio today by none other than the Pete Miller, fitness expert, certified functional strength coach, and founder of Pete Miller Performance Group. Pete's performance company blends traditional and non-traditional strength training methods to help people look and feel their absolute best. Through use of these blended tactics, Pete and his team help their clients to improve their performance in competition and everyday activities. And today we'll do a deeper dive into what all that means to you and to see if you can extract some benefit from today's conversation. So with that, welcome to the show, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for coming. Hey, can you share with our listeners a bit more about your personal background and the genesis behind you rolling into the fitness and strength training space? Yeah, it's interesting. I was very interested in what I thought was going to be corporate wellness back in the late 80s. Went to school at what I lovingly refer to as the Harvard of the Midwest, UW-Whitewater. <laughs> so I uh, had a great experience there. Did not want to go the physical education route teaching. They put a curriculum together for a few of us that was actually quite groundbreaking for that university and now it has launched into what is more common at many universities of uh, exercise science, kinesiology, advanced exercise physiology, etc. So the corporate wellness opportunities I had didn't quite get me excited. So I was freshly married 
and trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Right, right, right. <laughs> I need right, a right. job. So started working at some health clubs locally. We were just joking about it recently with our kids that I was teaching 14 high-impact dance aerobics classes a week because I called up a health club and said, hey, you need any male aerobics instructors, which was a rare thing. And I'm like, I got to get my foot in the door. So started doing that. And then my wife came to me one day and she said, you know, Pete, they're doing this thing in California where strength coaches or it's called personal training. And she said, these guys are going to people's homes and training them. You should do that. Uh-huh. And me being a thoughtful <laughs> husband, Wise husband said, happy wife, happy life. I should do that. And, and it was brilliant. Actually, you know, I didn't give it much thought. I was like, oh, yeah, let's do that. So I um, started running around to people's homes in the 1989, 1990, and then wow. eventually opened up a brick and mortar place on Cathedral Square in 97, brought in some physical therapy, some massage therapy, some other coaches, and we've just kind of been rolling with it ever since yeah yeah nice nice shout out to ann the wife who's in the studio with us as well making Absolutely. sure that uh pete stays on his p's yeah. and his q's <laughs> great story man what do you see as the biggest challenge to more people being motivated to take their physical fitness a bit more you know seriously and to get into it what do you see as the biggest barrier to you know, that? It's interesting. And I, I actually think, you know, you use the word motivation, which is a really kind of a curious word too. Is it really motivation that keeps us consistent with training, diet, relationships, anything? I'm not always motivated to work out, but I'm, I've, I've developed a discipline. And I know that I, I, I make it clear with our clients and with our coaches that we're not motivators. Like, I don't want to own that piece of it because... If you're working with us and you don't feel motivated, and I'm the one that's supposed to be motivating you, I don't want that ownership. Gotcha. You got the you blame know? for it. I'm yeah. not motivated because Pete didn't do his job. Exactly. He He's me. not motivating. So, gotcha. um, so what are some of the barriers? I think a lot of it comes down to belief. Do you really believe you can function at a higher level? Have you bought into the paradigm that is so pervasive, I think, in our society where you know, when you're in your 30s, maybe nothing's going wrong. Like physically, like you're fine. You're not potentially, but you just haven't realized it yet. And then when you get into your 40s, you're going to start having these issues. And then when you're in the 50s, you're circling the drain, but you're out here. And then when you're in the 60s, it's a little tighter. You're on these medications. You've got these problems. You're talking about these problems when you're in your 70s, you know. And I believe that we're designed to live a long health span. Yeah. Long life is one thing, mm -hmm. but there's an inner athlete within all of us that we just want to call out. Now, some of it is, now, did you play some sports in high school, I, I college? Did. Football, track, and basketball in, in, in high school. So you competed in team sports, and you understand and remember the training and the athleticism. Now, there's some folks that have never participated in a team sport or an individual sport, but they're still an athlete. Right. You know, and it might be, can we train well enough so that as you're working, you're building some net worth, you're building the ability to retire someday. Mm -hmm. The athletic endeavor may be grandkids, mm -hmm. not saying, hey, grandpa, you want to go throw the Frisbee and you've got the power, the ability, the mindset, like, yeah, let's go do that. 
let's take this trip with some friends. Ah, I don't know if I can. It's got a lot of hiking. I don't want to do it. But or, oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's get after it. Yeah. On on that note, then, do you all have a particular, a typical client or typical client avatar that comes through your doors or does it, you know, span the spectrum? And if you do have a typical type of client, are they the same across the board with what they need or is that equally expansive based on person to person? I think there are foundational needs or opportunities to optimize your ability to express strength and power and live and age in a most robust way as possible. I would say our client avatar, probably our sweet spot is roughly 40 to 65 plus, pretty equally split between men and women. We have developed a niche purposefully since I started this business in 1990. We generally work with executives, influencers, leaders in the community, people that are curious, they understand that there's a performance aspect to being an executive or a C-suite or a founder or an entrepreneur. They understand that being on planes, trains, and automobiles and board meetings and, and the hustle that it takes, they need to take care of their physical body, which feeds their psychological and their emotional body because the mind and body are beautifully connected. It's how God designed us. You can't, yeah. like it just is. Yeah. So what's happening emotionally or in your mind is going to manifest physically and what's happening physically can drive this. So you should just like LeBron and all the guys in the NBA and, and women that are, you know, pushing the envelope, mm -hmm. they have a team that takes care of best practices with diet, nutrition. They value recovery and sleep. They're not just burning the candle. You know, we like the days of the 1980s going, you know, Hey, I'll rest when I'm dead. Can we be done with that? You need uh, seven to nine hours of sleep every night. Wow. Some people don't, but those are rare. And most likely the people listening to this are not that rare bird that can get by with four hours yeah. of sleep consistently. That's whether you are an elite athlete or just Joe or Sue Citizen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Can you speak a little bit more about that? One of the questions I was going to ask was the, the some studies that talked about the relationship between physical activity and one's mental state and the release and triggering of serotonin and dopamine and all this kind of stuff. That's that's a real kind of situation. So the individual like me, the the workout hack that, you know, <laughs> tries to go to the gym used to be for vanity, wanted to have my pecs jumping out on the beach. But now it's like, man, I'm getting a little older. Let me tighten up my health. Yeah. It, I, I, I feel it when I go in, let's say I have an early morning meeting, you know, I go five days a week, mm -hmm. you know, Monday through Friday to the gym. And if I miss, let's say a Wednesday, because a meeting was at 730, I just couldn't get to the gym in time and get to the meeting, et cetera. But I'm feeling sometimes a little sluggish that day. Is that the absence of those things that were triggered when I typically work out or what? Yeah. I mean, simply stated, the more active you choose to be, you're just recycling and recirculating all of the, the hormones, the blood, the liquids and everything is just flowing through your body yeah. more. And there's so much research out there now that um, when it comes to executive function or greatly reducing your risk of developing Alzheimer's and dementia and different diseases like that, it is so linked to your physical well-being and of course your sleep. 
is that right? Yeah, it's it's huge. Wow. It's, it's just massive. It gets cyclical. I don't want to go too far down a rabbit hole with, you know, Alzheimer's and dementia. I'm a strength coach. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not trained in understanding all of it, but it gets cyclical. It's, it's like you start the process and they're almost calling Alzheimer's and dementia in some circles type three diabetes. So it's greatly linked to your diet and exercise habits and diabetes type two not type one, type one is a, you know, hereditary version of diabetes that you can manage. And I know people that manage it well, but type two diabetes is really something on a whole folks. I mean, owning the responsibility, you bring that on yourself. Yeah, It's not Somebody a, else a disease did. that all of a sudden hits you. It's developed over time. And if you can keep your exercise habits, your diet habits, your relationship habits, and your sleep habits dialed in, we don't need to go into that diabetes paradigm. And if you don't go into that paradigm, there's a really good chance that your executive function and your cognition is going to stay sharp. Yeah, yeah. Well, That's why strength coaches are so smart. <laughs> Neurological scientists and yes. everything, all wrapped up in the one. Because we train. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you this. On, on the diet tip, there were a lot of uh, concerns, a lot of conversation about the impact that it had on, you know, people's, of course, the public health and safety is one part of it, but then it gets into how does it impact the person who, let's say, lost a job, income was impacted. So now we're getting into, do they have the basic things, you know, to eat and food and all this kind of stuff? It seems though in America that maybe the opposite is true. Although there are some folks who, you know, have some hunger challenges, food challenges for the most part, we have too much food. I mean, obesity is at an all-time high, and we seem to have incessant advertising about go buy this, go eat this. This would be a great time for this drink or this food or this burger. How does one, in terms of you know, hearing this information about, hey, there's a linkage between my exercise, my diet, my sleep, become, I don't want to say immune to all the noise, but how can they build up enough discipline to kind of mitigate some of that stuff and not fall victim to the advertising and say, nope, I'm going to resist. I'm going to grab this apple as opposed to this Big Mac value meal <laughs> with the supersized drink. How do you encourage people to do that? How do they communicate to themselves? Of, yeah, that's it's uh, a complicated question. It's different for everybody. Uh, if Part of it comes back to a belief system. Mm. Are we, do we accept that this is as good as it gets? You know, I'm 45, I'm 55, I'm 62, whatever the number is. All my friends are slowing down. It's just what happens and what I eat and how I sleep, you know, doesn't matter. And, and I'm just telling you today that we can change that paradigm shift. So maybe it's a belief system. Part of it too is can we're so busy, like this digital era, right? The beauty of how quickly you and I connected, like you pinged me last week, here we are in here, Pete, I'm doing this podcast. You've got a platform to deliver, you know, this. So the digital era is beautiful, but it also can keep us from being still, mm. you know, and actually going, okay. And, you know, you and I having a connection on a spirituality basis as well. I mean, we're, we're praying to the same God and, and we enjoy that sort of thing. But, you know, one of the beautiful passages, whether you have a relationship with God that you and I connect with, or if it's something else, there is something bigger, folks. Right. You know, whether you Facts. go all that. But there's Facts. this wisdom that is be still and know 
that I am God. You cannot know the divine which is within you. You cannot know the divine that is in all of us. We are all one in this thing unless we're still. And when you're banging around and going 100 miles an hour, there's not a, a softness and a stillness in uh, the discipline. So that's a little woo-woo and philosophical. But the reality is if you, even eating well on a budget, you need to cook. Right. So you need to still your life enough to prioritize the fuel that's going in, guys. Food is medicine. Uh. And I don't know if we really embrace that. Food is uh. medicine. So if man made it, don't eat it. If it's been modified, if it's been hydrogenated, if it's been packaged to stay on a shelf for a year or more, and then you can, and the ease of it, I get it. It, it pulls you in because it's like, mm-hmm. I'm crazy. I'm busy. I got kids. I got the job. I've got, you know, a, a spouse and, and we're running, running, running. I don't have time yeah. to do this. So grab the package, put it in the, in the pot, throw mm-hmm. some water in, cook it, microwave it. But you're slowly, if not killing yourself, you're slowly reducing that upside. Wow. Hey, y'all, Pete is dropping dimes. I mean, <laughs> dimes up in this quarters. Excuse the verbal faux pas. Quarters. <laughs> He's dropping quarters up in this piece. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that stillness thing, man, yeah. and the still small voice of God, I was at a I was at a funeral, you know, last week. And as I was leaving out of the house, my wife was, you know, said she said something kind of curious. She said, well, we'll have a so honey, I'm about to, you know, roll out to the, you know, funeral. It was a guy who was, you know, community stalwart, you know, had done a lot of great things. And she was like, you know, have a good time. I was like, I'm going to the funeral, <laughs> you know, but I'll do my best. Little did I know that it was one of the, I guess, best homegoing services I've ever been to just due to the nature. I knew the guy personally. I didn't know the depth, though, of what he had accomplished and some of the testimonies of individuals that he had influenced was phenomenal. So the guy, the pastor, shout out to Pastor Julius Malone, uh, who gave the eulogy, talked about the guy's favorite passage, which, you know, was, you know, Psalms chapter one through three. It talked about, you know. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, but sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his delight, and in his law does he meditate. In his law does he meditate day and night. So, as a matter of fact, let me, since I don't, I don't want to butcher it, let me bring out the scripture. How about that? How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Give me one second to pull out this Psalms piece because he talked about the stillness, and it was a revelation for me and a reminder. So, Psalms 1. One through three, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Verse two, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Verse number three, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth, he shall prosper. Whatever you're doing. So he he brought that up and then he said, I want to encourage all of you all here to renew the value of being still. He said there are three things, three S's. He said stillness. He said uh, 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 silence and solitude. And as he was saying it, man, it was like, man, there's some anointing on what he's talking about. He said, so all the challenges that you have, he prefaced it with, 
all of the things, all the challenges. I challenge any of you guys to find a problem in the world that does not go back to a violation of one of the Ten Commandments. And he came back with this, you know, silence, uh, solitude and stillness piece. And he was saying that when you're that still, you can hear God talking to you, guiding you, giving you insights into what your next move is. So whether you're kind of chilling or you're in a crisis, be still and shut up, basically. You know what I'm saying? And absorb it. So as you were saying that, man, that is really, really powerful. And this whole thing about fitness and prepared meals and technology, while it has been beneficial for us, it has also, you know, forced us to hasten and quickly move and that's not always beneficial you know for us so speaking of that the individual that says you know what i get up in the morning i would like to work out but you know i gotta be in the office by xyz time and after i get off i would try to go but the gym might be too crowded at that time or i'm kind of out of energy what can a person do to help promote that stillness that quality time that belief that you know what this is crucial to my longevity and quality of life. Yeah, we use a common phrase often, especially with our executives and, you know, people that are leading different charges in Milwaukee have a lot of people asking for their time, you know, and and I know you can, you know, can relate relate to that. Hey, Tim, could you, hey, Tim, could you do this, do that? And so we often tell people, you know, you've got to put your own oxygen mask on first. There's a reason why they say that on the planes. There's a reason why that is a truism. If you're not take, if you're not prioritizing, if you're not being selfish, if you're not being jealous about your own physical fitness, well-being, your sleep, how your relationship, your presentation of yourself, how authentic you're being, your trans, you know, vulnerability, all that stuff. You're not going to be as good at being the communication guru as you could be. You're not going to be hitting it out of the park as a husband if you're not taking care of you first, you first, then your wife, then, you know, friends and family. And then there's all the people outside those two circles where do we really need to be thinking so much about them, we need to be thinking about ourselves, which sounds counterintuitive, especially in the Midwest. It's like, you know, we're, you know, Midwest nice. We're going to, you know, so take care of you. uh, If that gets to the heart of what you were, so prioritize. I didn't give you any details. So you're getting up early. Uh, You know, can you look at your day and put in your a default calendar that prioritizes fitness? And if you really can't do it in the morning, before you go to work, because I'm not a morning person. Maybe you can become a morning person, you know, whenever possible, you know, get to bed when it gets dark out. And it, it, people think it's crazy, right? But like, I'm in bed by nine. Wow, 9 p.m., man? Yeah. Before the 10 o'clock news comes exactly. out? I don't watch the news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I get up, even if I don't have to be in the shop, I'm up at five. So you can change those patterns. It's worth it. If you're going to prioritize your health and wellness and your fitness and you know you need to move, you've just got to make the time for it. And if it's, if it's not morning because you just aren't a morning person, can you go and do some movement at, at the lunch hour? Can you, you just, I don't know how to sugarcoat it. Get it done. It's got to be in there. And understanding that there's some grace given when you're in a season of life where things are coming at you, but you've got to prioritize it. And it doesn't need to be at a gym. You know, there, there's 
like we could deliver to this audience if someone pinged me and said, hey, give me an at-home workout program. I can give you a body weight program complimentary. You know, folks listening to this, I'm happy to do that. Here's some stuff you can do at your home. Here's the videos. Here's the performance points. Get after it. Let's help you out. And Eliminate excuses and, and, and get, it, get it done. You just have to get it done because it's so worth it. You don't, I've never met anybody that hired us eventually or hired me at 62 or 65 or 67 and said, man, Pete, I'm excited about starting this now. And I'm so glad I waited until now to get into an exercise program. Nobody said, but when you're in your twenties and thirties and forties, you're kind of invincible. You're not really paying attention. Like you're doing fine. You're busy with life, but the reality is you got to start and it's never too late. The guy that's coming in at 67 or a gal coming in at 70 game on. We'll, we'll turn you, we'll call out that athlete. So speaking of that, and thanks so much for the promo. Hey, listeners, you uh, want to get in shape? Uh, Pete Miller Performance Group might have a little something, something for you. Happy to help. Excellent. Thank you so much for your generosity. Individuals that have worked with you all, what has been your experience in seeing the correlation between them getting in, being committed to what you all are prescribing for them and their personal self-esteem after some period of time of implementation? Yeah, it's really huge. I mean, it's, it's massive. It's, it's actually, I don't know if the right word is humbling to see, but it's, I lean a little emotional. (laughs) So it's just so gratifying, you know, so when I'm in the shop and you're seeing these people getting after, like there was a woman in yesterday morning, she's been a client for 20 years and you know, she's, she's retired now. She's still riding horses, goes to the barn every day. That's her gig getting after it. But she's dropped, you know, I don't know if she's dropped 30 pounds over the years and kept it off. And, and she is vibrant. I mean, she comes in at six o'clock in the morning and it's just like game on. Yeah. You yeah, know, Jay's yeah. in the house <laughs> and and she gets after it. So when you know you can, I'm going to give me some, you got a, a, a metaphor here. Um, when you know you can pull 250, 300 pounds off the floor, 400 pounds off the floor and deadlift that for reps, for five reps, eight reps, whatever it is, that carries into how you walk and how you care. Cause you're like, I just walked into this meeting. I'm looking around, you know, whether you're judging or not, I'm not suggesting judging, but you're just kind of like, yeah, I got this. I got this. <laughs> Cause I know I got the intellect to deliver what I'm delivering. And I'm looking around going, I can out deadlift you. I could probably bang out more pushups than that one. You know, whatever. I mean, just having fun with it. But, and, and then we've had people over the years that had bad experiences, experiences in a 1970s or 1980s gym class where they had a gym teacher that shamed, embarrassed. They, and, and it, it sent a ripple through their life where they were not physically active because they were so shamed in that moment, in that moldable time of their life. And they engaged with us in their fifties and they express some of that stuff because we want to hear your story. Like we'll pull that out. And then you see them consistently showing up, doing the work and boom, all of a sudden they, and you just see the confidence grow. Wow. That's deep, man. And pretty powerful. Kudos to you all for uh, helping bring that out of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The best of who they are and their esteem. Because yeah. one's esteem is their impression of themselves, a reputation of themselves. Mm-hmm. So couple, last couple questions. I want to kind of wrap this up. I know we're uh, coming up against our time crunch. But 
when we talked about technology and how it has hastened and kind of fostered this kind of laxed, not stillness type of deal, mm -hmm. have you all been able to leverage technology in your business with regards to, you know, personal plans and things like that? Sure. How is the impact of technology? Yeah, I, th I think there's some beautiful free apps out there, for example, that can help track your nutrition, your diet. I'm not a huge fan of counting calories, but sometimes there's a benefit to using an app and just actually looking at what you're putting in and going, okay, I could probably make some changes here. You know, we're, we're understanding now that we've bought, I'm going to call it a lie, that calorie counting is the key to weight loss. It's, it's actually the quality of the food that you're putting in is much more important than the volume. Yeah, it really matters. And calories, when you're eating really, you know, as best you can, organic and grass-fed and pasture-raised and doing the best you can with that, um, you just don't really need to count calories. That's so a little controversial. deficit is a yeah, little overrated? Kinda? It's a little overrated. I mean, uh, you just, you need to eat well. And what you put in first thing in the morning sends a signal to your gut for what you're doing. So get some protein in in the morning. If you're someone getting up in the morning putting in a muffin uh, pancakes, uh, yeah. a sweet roll, whatever. Caramel mocha latte uh, and, and from Starbucks. That sends Grande. a signal to your gut for the rest of the day going, uh, yeah, it's, it down regulates how it really should be working. So you got to get some. Dude, for real? Yeah, for real. Get some vegetables and protein in the morning. But back to your question, how can we leverage technology for our advantage? There's so many online possibilities to get access to training these days, you know. We play in that space more as a service to our current clients. We're leaving money on the table by not participating in that space enough. We've got a great app. But I, part of what I have a bias where I got into this industry to do, it's why I came in here to talk to you instead right. of doing it from home. I want to yeah. see you. I want to touch. Personal I want to, you know, give it. Tim a handshake and a hug coming yes, in. Sir. So I got into this industry to engage in person. Mm -hmm. But like we've got to, if folks that are listening to this want some help, they want our expert instruction delivered to their phone with video, performance points, data collection, accountability, yeah. support, contact with us via email, text, Zoom, et cetera. Technology is great. I can train someone in California now and say, hey, you're struggling with your deadlifts. Put your phone up. Let's watch it. Okay, here's what I see. You've got to pack your lats in a little bit tighter. You've got to let your arms be straight. Yeah, don't bend your arms when you're doing that. Lock them out. Now push into the floor. Boom, you got it. Do it again. Yeah, can you feel that? Does that answer it? Yeah, that's good, Pete. Thanks. Mm. You know, so technology is great. Yeah. You know, we can leverage that. Well, speaking of people, you mentioned briefly, not last couple, man, I could go on and on, but I know you got other stuff you got to do. Oh, no, let's go on and on. Well, Put it on you. Are, are you kicking me out? No, go. <laughs> Can you share some of your contact information for those who are interested in you sure. know, finding out more about you and your performance group? Yeah, you can connect to me directly via text or mobile. Is uh, My number is 262-352-5308. That's 262-352-5308. Um, Pete at PeteMullerGroup.com. We're located on 6th and McKinley, right below the Bucks Jumbotron in yeah, the Deer District. Great location. Yeah, those are the best ways to connect with me. You know, you want some. And I'm, I'm happy. Hit me with a text. I may, we may not have a lot of time, but you got some questions, send them to me via email. I will get back to you. Nice, nice, nice. Last two questions. The first one is, as a leader, 
and a person of influence. What do you want your legacy to be? Dude, you should have sent that to me ahead of time. Um, I do view the industry that I'm in, it's a calling. So legacy, I'm, I'm hoping that our clients, we've touched so many people's lives and trainers' lives, we've employed a lot of people, that they can have a sense of encouragement and actually understanding and realizing that there is more. Wherever you're at, there's more. You can get a little bit more. That's powerful. You can get more, man. You were designed for more, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. We're underplaying. Don't play small, play big. Because 100% of Tim McMurtry, which I think I've seen 100% of Tim show up, but it might only be 80. Are you afraid to bring 100? But the world's better when 100% of any one of us shows up to the party. Wow, wow. Uh, Let me add another question just off of that. How does one that feel they may be capped because of some of the trauma that they went through before, like you talked about folks that went through episodes when they were younger and now starting to release some of that and live higher. How does one set their personal spigot on the more and as they get wins, not be just satisfied with the wind, but saying, you know what? No, I'm at the mountaintop, but that was the top of a 30,000 foot mountain. I still got a 50,000 foot mountain that I have to get to the top of. Wow. You know, it's, it's a life of not, Again, I think it's an old thing that I think we have some generations that are changing the paradigm. My parents' generation was you work and you work, you retire at this age, and then basically you get to a certain age, and maybe sometimes it's even as young as 50-something, where this is who I am. This is it. You know, but we're called to be constantly curious and seeking and grabbing for more. You know, there should be a constant revelation of newness. I mean, that's what, again, that's what scripture tells us. I mean, whether you're buying into scripture or not, it's a book of wisdom, you know, wherever you're coming from. For me, it's more than that, but our day is new every day. Every day, the Lord's mercies are new. There's a newness. So you go to bed, you basically, so to speak, die. (laughs) You wake up, it's new. So what are you going to do now? And be curious about this world. Uh, You know, Ted Lasso had that great saying, and, and if everybody, you know, binge Ted Lasso, but Walt Whitman, I believe, said it, right? It's like, it is better to be curious than judgmental. So let's be curious and keep growing. Wow. That's, man, better to be curious than judgmental. And y'all just made a t-shirt, a constant revelation of newness. Oh, that almost a priest. (laughs) (laughs) Man, a constant revelation of newness, man. That is awesome. The final question I'll ask, and I'll let you go with this. What is something outside performance and strength coaching, a fun fact about Pete that people might not know? I am on a journey, a deep philosophical journey, to create the best homemade from scratch sourdough cinnamon rolls what? that the world's ever had. Yeah, I just, no, it's, As- I'm having fun. I don't know if that is that a fun fact. Um, yeah, I, I love to cook. Love right. to bake, and I and honestly, guilty pleasure, you all guilty pleasure. Yeah, and I <laughs> am in search of uh, trying to perfect. I love cooking for my family. Like for me, it, it just says love. Nice, nice, excellent, man. Hey, I'm gonna wrap it up with that. Uh, thanks so much for coming out and sharing your wisdom and insights on today. That has been awesome, and and thank you all for joining us today as well. Uh, it was a pleasure. 
Evan, you all check it out. I'm sure you've got a bunch of golden nuggets, some juicy information that can be beneficial to you. Now, it's one thing to have the knowledge. You also don't want to just be a hearer of the word. You want to be a doer also. So implement these things that you've heard today so that you can maximize the length and quality of your life. I'm sure you and your family want you to live as long, as happily, and as quality field as you possibly can. So thanks again for listening today. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to The Communication Guru Podcast, The Communication Guru Podcast. One more time, The Communication Guru Podcast, so that you can be notified when new episodes, including this one, are out for public consumption. Also be on the lookout for the Morning Temspiration vlog. Those are words of encouragement that I give to give you some wind behind your sails. You can catch them on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And finally, if you have a communication issue that you may need some assistance with, be sure to reach out to me. You can DM me at Tim McMurtry on LinkedIn. Uh, On Instagram is at Mr. Timspiration. Or you can uh, give me a call as well, 414-305-7360. Whether it's personal, organizational, business-wise, spiritual, or what have you, we are here to give you the communication assistance that you need. Send me a little note, a little brief paragraph, an overview of what it is, and maybe we can schedule a discovery call to find out more about what that particular issue is. So thanks again for all of your support. Thanks for listening and watching. Be sure to take your physicality and physical fitness seriously because it matters. And, my friend, it's your responsibility. So with that, thanks so much. And until next time, blessing and increase to you. Bam.